Welcome to Wake Up Beauty Podcast, where we share inspiring stories, talk about topics and challenges in our industry, and provide insightful guidance. This is your time to wake up and start taking action with a purpose in mind. Our intention is to make you feel inspired, motivated, and make you feel like you're not alone in your journey. Listen in to get the clarity and confidence boost you need in your life and bridal beauty business. You guys, I'm so thrilled to have Miss Jocelyn on our podcast today. Jocelyn is an incredible bridal beauty educator. I was thrilled that she said yes to coming on here today because for many of you aspiring educators, I think it would be such a great thing for you to get some inspiration from her because she has just really grown so rapidly as an educator in the past couple of years. And I would love for Jocelyn to share her story with you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to let you know that it is possible for you if you are an aspiring bridal beauty educator. So Jocelyn, thank you so much for coming on here today. I would love for you to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are in case they don't know your talented self, but um, you are, you have definitely set the stage for yourself as a boho bridal expert and anyone who goes to your Instagram knows that. So let's share um, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from girl? And, um, (laughs) and uh, yeah, just give us a little background. All right. Hello. I am Jocelyn. My Instagram is updoosed by Jocelyn. And Renee, I think I'm going to need you to start introducing me at my classes. You're hyping me up there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, but, um, I am from Chardon, Ohio. So it's just a little small town east of Cleveland. Um, very small town feel. I love it here. I've always lived in Chardon. Um, I went to Chardon High School, and at the same time, I went to a career center for cosmetology while I was in high school, so I got my cosmetology license when I graduated from high school. That was in 2009, so it's been 14 years now. Um, A little background about that is um, I started in a salon right after I graduated. I worked for about four years in a salon doing coloring cuts until I had my kids. So I have two daughters. Um, They are now 10 and my littlest is turning eight this month. So they're getting to be such big girls and Um, I've been married to my husband for 10 years now. It's actually going to be our 10 year anniversary in a couple weeks. So congratulations. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, that is just amazing. Like you've been doing hair for so long. I feel like there's so many similarities, even with us just starting there. I I too went to cosmetology school during high school and, uh, worked in the salon first because that's what you were told to do right at the time. So it's just so interesting to see how us being in the industry for so long, how it's really evolved and how now it's just the norm. Like you can graduate and you can become a bridal stylist. Like you don't have to wait all these years for this self-discovery. It's just, you know, it's just the norm. It's the next step in what you could do after cosmetology school. And I feel like so many people like us as educators are really setting the stage for those who really love doing event hair and showing them that it is possible. You can get right into doing special event hair. You don't have to work in the salon behind the chair doing cut and color if that's something you don't want to do. So what did that journey look like for you? Um, 
you know, you started out doing, you know, cut and color behind the chair, then you got into bridal hair, right? So how long were you doing bridal hair before you were like, Ooh, I really want to start teaching people this. Well, I have always liked styling. In fact, that was mainly the reason I wanted to go to cosmetology school. It was so that I could just learn how to style my own hair, which as you can see, um, is not looking <laughs> too hot. <laughs> I always make that joke in my class, but I still haven't learned how to do that yet. But um, yeah, so I never really like wanted to do hair when I went to cosmetology school I didn't really like picture myself as like that hairstylist in a salon um but I thought it'd be just cool to like have a little bit of that background to be able to style my own hair so when I left hair school though I was kind of like a really young stupid kid at that time you know I was 17 when I graduated still and just did not know what I wanted to do so I didn't want to like go to college without a plan of what I wanted to do really. So I just thought I'll start in a salon and just like see what happens. And so I started at the salon. I never really enjoyed doing color and cuts, although I loved like the, I had always worked customer service jobs, you know, ever since I was like first able to get a job. So I really liked the um, people side of it, like working with people, um, you know, you develop a lot of close relationships with people when you start styling their hair regularly. So that was something I always really loved about doing hair. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, I think it's so true that you think when you leave hair school that there's really only one direction you could take. And I definitely felt that way. And so I just followed that path that you're supposed to take. And I never really like fit well into salon life. I think I'm sorry. Someone's like pulling in on a motorcycle at my house. Oh no, it happens oh. all the time. Usually the landscapers are out like when I'm recording my sessions. Yeah. So it's just real life girl. It's all good. <laughs> right. And so once I had my oldest daughter, um, I was having like a very hard time fitting that into salon life, especially at that time. You know, I wasn't making like any money I'm doing you know, $30 haircuts, getting like a small percentage of that. Um, I didn't have a huge clientele. And so I'm trying to line up childcare for my baby and she was breastfeeding and she would not take a bottle. So she was starving herself like the whole day that I was at work. And that obviously is not going to be okay with me. So I left and I started working at a salon where I could make my own hours as an independent contractor. And I started scheduling in like two, every like two to three hours, a break that I could run home and I was nursing her. And then I'd come back to the salon for a couple of few hours, leave again um, throughout my shift. And my boss at that time told me that that was not going to work anymore, that I needed to set the hours for the day that I would be there and I couldn't be leaving in between anymore. And so that's the day I quit the salon. And I went home and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but obviously, you know, I'm not going to stop nursing my baby. And so I just decided to be a stay at home mom for the most part. I did like a few family and friends hair here and there. And I also worked as a second stylist for a couple of my hairstylist friends when they were doing a wedding over those years, but never often enough to really like get confident and like good at styling. Cause I'm sure as you know, it's something you really need regular practice with to like feel very comfortable doing. And so 
that is, yeah, for about how many years there? Probably about at least five or six years. That's what I did. So I was very, you know, rarely doing bridal styling um, or anything else for that matter. But I got to be home with my kids and that was such a blessing. So I'm, I'm very thankful for those years that I got to focus on them. And then when my youngest was getting ready to go to preschool, I decided I wanted to do something more for me. That was in 2019. So I wanted to do something more for my education. And one thing I always really loved was the styling. And so I got myself a mannequin and I started my Instagram in 2019, um, you know, following a lot of pages like Lala's updos and, you know, all the big ones and seeing what was possible, you know, that was the dream. And so I just started like styling my mannequin's hair and taking pictures of it. And everyone thought I was like a goofball, like styling my mannequin, but <laughs> that was how I got started. Wow. What an inspiring story. And it just goes to show you by looking at your Instagram, you would never know your backstory and how truly inspiring it is for others and the struggles you had to go through with being a working mom. I mean, these are the things that people don't see behind the scenes that I think need to be seen. They need to be normalized. They need to be known for us to really give ourselves grace in growth in our growth because it does not happen overnight. It doesn't happen with ease. It doesn't happen without support. Um, it doesn't happen without clarity and it's really something that is, that's what I, why I do what I do is because I want the realness to shine through behind everything that we showcase on our Instagram or in the light. Right. So that is super inspiring. And yeah, that's where it all started. Right. Like looking at these, these educators. And like I said, that is like what we are today for others who are aspiring educators and why I wanted to have you on here today, because I wanted you to share your journey and what it looked like. And so someone is listening right now and is like, Oh my God, I can so relate to the breastfeeding. I mean, me right now, I'm breastfeeding my seven month olds and I know the struggle is real with trying to, you know, get that childcare in place and be able to do what we love. So yeah, so when they start to go to school, you're like, all right, it's go time or the nap. Okay, it's go time. Okay, grandma's here, it's go time. I'm gonna record this session with Renee, right. let's do it. So- you utilize that time well. Exactly. Sure. So. Who, like, what was the moment, like, who or what inspired you to get into education? Well, one of the first educators that I was following that was kind of like doing similar things to what I'm doing now is Whitney, actually. Oh, um, yes. WB Upstyles. If those of you who don't know, uh, Jocelyn's taught many classes with her. I've taught a couple collaboration classes with her. We're teaching actually our last in-person class together next month, June 19th in New York. Whitney is so talented and you guys are both so aligned with your boho look. So teaching together, I mean, now, and before you, like you said, you were like looking up to her. How did that feel to have that like transformation? It is so surreal to teach with her because I always looked up to her. And when I saw what she was doing and going, you know, around with you teaching classes, I thought, that is what I want to do. And so 
I remember reaching out to Whitney for the first time. I think it might have even been early next year and at telling her that I had a venue close to me that could host a class and that if she would be willing to come out and teach it with me, you know, that I could get us the space and we could do this together. And it was kind of just like shooting my shot at the time. You know, I never thought that she'd like agree to that because I could see she's doing just fine on her own. But she agreed and she took that chance on me. And like that changed everything because at the time I didn't feel like I didn't have the confidence to go out and think, you know, I can do this on my own. It was like I needed someone to show me the ropes of how to do that. And so Whitney is who did that for me. And like, I feel like she launched this journey for me, you know, in a big way. Wow. But I remember this is a story I always tell in my classes, too. I took a class with Whitney. I saw she was teaching a virtual class right at the start of the pandemic, and it was with you. So that was the first time that I was introduced to your amazing page and work, and I was so inspired by you guys' class. I, I tell this story all the time that like I view that class as a big turning point in my career, and it's amazing what a difference that even just one class could make when you're really utilizing the things that you learned so some of the things that really stood out to me about that class is are just like very simple things looking back but I think sometimes we we overthink what people need to learn that can really make the difference and a lot of times it is yeah. those simple things not like these really complicated you know intricate looks but I I learned from you in that class the proper way to bobby pin and something as simple as that made such a huge difference in what I was doing because at the time in my styling you know I'm like I was like a ridiculous like 200 bobby pinner that was like you know <laughs> xing these pins in place and they were so like once they were there they were not going anywhere and neither was any hair around it and so like I, I knew that there was a problem in my styling because like I can see that like I don't have any flexibility and you know once those are in place it's a problem like how do I have that flexibility to change anything after that so that was like a huge thing to learn how to properly bobby pin and from Whitney I learned in that class how to use elastics to create different shapes mm. in the hair. And I had never used an elastic in my entire career up until that class. So that those two things were a game changer. And I think those two things really brought to life, like what is now my signature styles, like these, you know, loose, flexible styles and shapes that I have created using those two methods, proper bobby pinning and like wow. elastics and tension. So simple yet so effective. And I think that's really amazing how you said that because yes, I think developing as an educator, we do overthink things. We wanna share like all of our knowledge in our head. And we think that we have to give like all these like intricate ways of doing things. And really it's the simplicity. It's just the simple effective things that make a huge transformation and difference in our styles. And just those two things right there, I mean, totally elevated your styles. So let's talk about how did you come into like your own, like how did you find your niche of wanting to do those like looser boho type looks? Like how did you develop your signature look? 
Well, those were always styles that my eye was drawn to. Um, I love like the boho looks and the looser, just, you know, less perfect type of looks. But to figure out what I really enjoyed doing took a lot of, you know, trial and error, just playing around with a lot of different types of styles. I think you don't really know what you love to do until you're in there doing it. And so when I first started doing a lot of weddings, I had such a broad range of types of styles that I was doing. I did a lot of different like vintage looks, looking back at some of my like earliest work. Um, I did a lot of like the more like classic bride type of looks, more smooth, um, some of the more like glam type of factors or like, you know, princess bride type of hair. <laughs> that was like big when I was starting my career. Yeah. And so just trying all those things. And then once I, once I figured out like boho and how to create these loose um, looks, which I was having a really difficult time figuring out because of that lack of flexibility in my styles prior to that. So once I really like figured out how to create those types of shapes that would actually last, um, that that was so cool because it's just like, wow, I finally figured out like how to do these styles that my eye has been drawn to. And it was just like, it's so fun. And I think like I always tell people that I love specializing in boho because I love the clientele that it draws into like I think most brides that are drawn to boho are usually like the more carefree, like chill type of brides. And those are like who I vibe with the most. So it's just so much fun to be a part of that. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. And so when you developed yourself and you developed your signature style, what did that look like for you? Were you like practicing weekly? Like you said, you had your mannequin. Did you like start practicing on live models? Like how did you really perfect your craft? It was so much on my mannequin. In fact, like <laughs> when I took that class with you guys, that was right at the start of the pandemic. So then, you know, we went into this big shutdown and even just like years of things being so crazy, like home so much. And so I practiced all the time on my mannequin. That was like how I spent so much of my free time throughout the pandemic just watching virtual education. And I think that was a big turning point in our industry too, as yeah. far as virtual education. Like prior to that, you know, there was some educators I followed, you know, like I mentioned Lala's Updoose, she was one, she was making these tutorials and videos, but it was like around that time, I feel like everyone started putting out virtual education. And I was just like a sponge trying to take it all in. Um, one of my favorite things like that was happening in virtual education for bridal was on beyond the ponytail. She was bringing on, you know, the, I think it might've even been weekly at that time, if not every other week, educators from around the yes. world doing those lives. I was always watching those lives and practicing on my mannequin, trying to take, you know, pictures of these styles, just like working so hard. And that was such a huge resource for me because as, as you know, everyone teaches things so differently and everyone yeah. views things differently. And so to get such a wide range of different educators on there was just like so beneficial for my thought process and just like connecting the dots. Yeah, absolutely. And then just taking, like you said, like those little bits and pieces of things that people teach differently, making it your own. It's, it actually like opens up your mind to 
doing, approaching things differently and figuring out what your approach is going to be when it comes to a variety of different styles or techniques that you're going to use or combining certain techniques that you learn. So that's so good that you have that great foundation of styling, right? From a variety of different educators, which made you who you are today, which is an incredible stylist and educator. So I know firsthand traveling and teaching alone is exhausting in itself, but you're also a mama on top of it. So what does that look like for you? Like, how are you able to do all that you do? You travel and teach all over so often. What does that look like for you? So I feel like I I've overdone it. I've outstretched myself a little bit this year, but I think it's such a learning experience. Like even when I look back to my first year doing weddings, a lot of weddings, my first year doing that was in 2021. Um, it was going to be 2020, but I had take, you know, all those cancellations from Mm -hmm. COVID. So 2021 was my biggest first year in bridal. And I overstretched myself that year. I, I did more than felt comfortable, especially as you know, you know, when you have a mom, when you're a mom and you are married, you know, my husband, he's only home on the weekends usually. And so to be working all those weekends was tough because that was our time together, you know, and I was, I was taking myself away from that with so many weddings. So I told myself, you know, next year, I'm not going to take as many weddings. And I didn't. And I felt the same way at the end of last year. I thought next year, I'm not going to take so many weddings. And I've just cut back and cut back until I find that comfortable place. And so this year, I found a really comfortable place with weddings. So I only have 18 weddings this season. I've already done a few of them. So I, it's like not overwhelming. You know, it feels yeah. like a good fit. But this is my first biggest year with education. So last year was my start in like the traveling classes and I didn't even get started with it until like April was my first one last year. And so it wasn't even monthly at that time. So this year I'm like, I really want to focus on growing my education. And so, you know, I booked and booked and booked and now it's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like maybe next year I'm not going to quite like take at quite as many, you know, I really want to try to focus more on some of my virtual education options next year. But I am absolutely loving the traveling too. I do. I really love to travel. So I thought like, how cool is it, you know, that we get to go travel and, you know, be getting paid to do it too. It's really fun, but it is like, also it can be overwhelming. Um, I try to, you know, I'm, I'll bring my kids any chance I get, especially if I'm going somewhere fun that I want to have them experience that. We'll make a weekend out of it. Like I just taught with Whitney in Chicago and I I brought the fam out there and we got to be like tourists for the weekend and we had so much fun. So I try to take them when I can. And if I can't, I'm usually there and back somewhere within 24 hours. So I do have such a support system, which is like so incredibly helpful Mm -hmm. people that help with the kids. But I'll usually fly somewhere on a Sunday, teach Monday morning, fly home right after the class, and I'm back Monday evening. So one day, and you know, I this is my full-time job is is bridal educating. So during the week, I get to spend so much time with them. And like I really try to focus on the here and now, which can be easier said than done, but one day at a time, you know, if somebody is facing a big challenge, whether it be, you know, I've 
I've had different people in my life facing the challenge of like sobriety or, you know, trying to focus on one thing at a time, like one day at a time is such a good mantra where you're not like focusing on, oh my gosh, my whole year is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, what's my plan for today? I want to be present here and now for my kids and, you know, worry about that next day when it comes. Absolutely. Oh my God. Cause so, so much can change, you know, it's great to have a plan. It's great to have a roadmap. It's great to have, you know, your goals and everything you're going to execute during that, that year span of time. But when you do have that mindset of like, this is today, this is, you know, where my day begins and whatever it's going to bring, it's going to bring. I think that's a great mindset to have because that makes you enjoy life to the fullest. It makes you to be really present with your kids, which is so essential, especially being as hardworking as you are and devoted to your education. You also are equally as devoted as a mother. So that's just so inspiring to hear um, that you're able to balance both things, because I think that's a really hard thing to do unless you have the mindset, you have the structure in place, like you seem to have, like you said, you had a learning lesson where you're like, I took on too much and this was a lot, but then you learn from that lesson. And now you're really, you're really, you know, making your business work for you and your lifestyle, which is everything that I preach to everyone. And, and it is absolutely possible and you are proof of that. So thank you for sharing that um, part of your story and things that we wouldn't have known unless I would have asked you on here. And it's really my honor to have you on a podcast for the first time ever. You were saying you've never been on a podcast before. You seem to be like a natural at it. And I feel like there's so (laughs) many things that we've talked about in here that could definitely be elaborated on. So I would love to have you back. (laughs) There's so many (laughs) things to talk about, Um, but let's end it with something fun. If, um, if there's something that we wouldn't, you know, tell us something that we just wouldn't know about you. Okay. So one thing you might know, but you might not know is that I'm one of Jehovah's witnesses. So that's a huge part of my life. My faith is like a lifestyle for me. And I think that, um, you know, such a big part of like why I love educating so much stems from that is we participate, you know, in our global volunteer Bible ministry. And so my entire life, you know, I've been trained at how to teach and how to, you know, make things simple that are complicated, like to try to help people understand things in a simple, easy to grasp way. And even though, you know, it's a totally different subject, I think that it's really, you know, been very beneficial to my career to have like a little bit of that education background in that way. So that is such a joy of mine to like find a way to, you know, combine the two in a way. So I take different things I've learned on how to teach people and been able to apply it into my classes. And I think it's really just like a huge part of my teaching style. So that's something you might not know. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you are incorporating and blending things from your, your life and, 
you know, your beliefs and what you do. And that's what makes you so incredibly unique. And that's what I really try to tell every single person that is a part of my academy that sends me a DM and asks me questions. And I, I tell them, there is something unique about every single person because no one has your experience. No one has your life. No one is you. So right. you have something different to bring to the table. And like you said, your faith it inspires you to run your business a certain way and have your life a certain way. And that's what makes you who you are and makes you so great. So last thing is if there was just one piece of advice you would give to an aspiring educator, what would that advice be? Well, my very first step in educating was creating tutorials. So I think if you get a nice mannequin and you really practice creating tutorials and like letting yourself see the process of like, how can I simplify this in a way that people can understand even from this one short video? Um, that was how I started educating. So I started creating these tutorials and that's when a very, like the very first salon local to me reached out. This was like a few years back and they wanted me to come in and teach a small, you know, private class for their salon team because they had seen my tutorials. So I think that's such a good way to show people that you want to teach. And then once you can open that door and get in somewhere, you know, make sure you get a lot of content. So I took a lot of like pictures, you know, I had people sending me the videos they took of my class and having that content to share mm -hmm. then showed other salon owners that that's an option. And so that is like, once you have something to advertise like that, so then every other time someone would reach out, I'd advertise and I'd post pictures of, you know, my group, my class, talk about how it went, and that would spark the idea for the next person. So that's, that's how I got started with educating in the first place. It was these small, local to me, private classes. So I already told you how I got my start in the, you know, bigger classes is shoot your shot too. If yes. You want to do, like, <laughs> tell someone you want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Just ask. That's what I always preach. Just ask, take the courage to ask. And the answer is either yes or no, right? Or I can't help you or I can help you. So, oh my God, Jocelyn, I just know this is not going to be our last conversation on here. It was a pleasure to have you on here. Whoever's listening right now, if you are an aspiring educator, I hope this gives you that leap of faith it propels you to have that leap of faith to just go in and just go do it. Um, and, and you're, it's possible because here you go. We have a story right here showing you how Jocelyn became an educator from working behind the chair, not even having that insight with the first couple of years of being a hairstylist to now being a huge, huge, um, just asset to our our bridal beauty community as educators. So thank you again so much for being on here again today. And uh, um, Renee, yes. you've been an inspiration to me too. And it's just like, you know, full circle moment right now being on with you. I really appreciate that. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you again so much, whoever is listening. And um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you, beauty, for tuning into this episode. Please share it with someone who may benefit. And you can do this simply by taking a screenshot and sharing it on your IG stories. Please, please connect with me at 
Renee Marie Academy on Instagram, DM me a question that you would like answered on the next episode. I would love to help you in any way I can. Make sure you subscribe to get notifications for those upcoming episodes.